Welcome to Sober Sisters Talk, a podcast on recovery with Elizabeth Pudwell and MG. We bring you our experience, strength, and hope from a variety of sources, therapy, 12-step recovery, and life lessons of long-term sobriety. To contact us, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Sober Sisters Talk. We're glad you're here. Now here's our next podcast. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Hi, everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and together we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So glad you're here. So today it is June the 4th, <clears throat> um, 2021. We'll throw that in there. And MG and I like to try to at least do one step a month. We don't always do that because we get caught up in what we're doing. However, Prior to the recording tonight, um, I meet with my sponsor on Fridays in the morning. And um, one of the things that we talked about this morning was um, my preference. I don't even think it's a preference. It just feels like a requirement to have, um, to. if I'm gonna go on a date with a man, I want him to be like 5'10 or taller. And 5'10 is actually like not quite tall enough, but it'll do. It's like, he's gonna be almost the same size as me because I'm 5'9". And the reason for this, and I don't know if you have any, you know, opinions about this. I don't know that we've ever talked about this is because if I'm with a man and it doesn't really have to be a height thing because my qualifier was a little bit shorter than me, but I did not feel um, bigger because he's not, he wasn't small, like very thin. You know, he had some girth. He wasn't overweight, but he was just not a small guy. And um, I was sharing with my sponsor that I had a crush in um, middle school on this um, guy that was a couple years older than me. He was a family friend and he was very small, but he was very sweet to me. It was like very, and he was fun and sort of mischievous and um, but he probably is like maybe five, seven and weighs 125 pounds, you know? And I am five, nine and weigh about 155. So it's like, you know, I'm bigger. And I don't like to feel like big. And I don't like the way it makes me feel if I'm with a guy that is smaller than me. I mean, I, I like go, how do you over and hunch or I don't know it just feels like the the masculinity is tied to the size and I know that it's not but it's um you know I think you know and then I was sharing with MG that I'm reading this book called drop the rock it's removing character defects step six and seven and um It just comes to me that this is a character defect of mine. 
I don't know that I'm ready to let it go or I want to. Because when she said, would you be willing, you know, I, I was like this morning, I was like, well, you know, I'll try it. But I don't know that I am. So I want, I want you to be very specific about what the character defect is. I think it is the um, allowing the, the height and the weight of someone else to affect me. So that that's okay. So uh, because does that have anything to do with me? No. Right. So the defect, your defect is that uh, you are not accepting, you're not accepting of smaller men. So the defect is around acceptance, right? So I mean, there's fear, there's definite fear in there. And um, I think self-centeredness, like, because you know, that I don't want that because it makes me look at myself, you know? Or it makes you feel some kind of way. Whatever that is, yeah. So, and I'm sure it's old stuff. I mean, I don't know. There's gotta be other women that are my size and don't feel this way. I mean, I don't, did you see that movie, Julia? Julie and Julia? Julia Child? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so her sister comes into the picture and she, Fixes, she has this party and her and, um, I don't know, Stanley Tucci's character, I can't remember what his, his name was in the movie, but so the, her husband, they have this party and the sister's big like Julia Child. She's very tall and, and not, you know, she's not overweight, but she's not a tiny woman. And um, they fix her up with this great guy. He's tall, he's handsome, and she goes for this little tiny dude. You know, I mean, he's got to like stand up on a block in order to be, you know, face to face with her and they end up getting married and she's so happy. It's just adorable. The whole scene. And I know that that exists. I, I just, you know, honestly do not see myself doing that. Elizabeth, I have to say, I do not see and listeners chime in. I do not see this as a defect. I see this as, you know what you're attracted to. You know what you like. I see it as a preference. As a preference. Okay? So it's like, how do you like your coffee? You don't like milk. You don't like creamer. You're a, a vegan. So, I forget black. Yeah. Right? So that's your preference. And you have said, I'm going to be, uh, I'm not going to eat meat. I'm going to be a vegan. It's your preference to be vegan. It's what you want, it's what you enjoy, it's what you like. And if I were to hand you a coffee, I'm like, oh yeah, it's got some half and half in it. You're gonna, you know what, I'm gonna pass. Because I know what makes me happy and I know how I wanna live. So I don't see this preference. And I, I don't like coffee like that. Like I don't like the way it tastes. Right. It tastes good to me. Right. So maybe small men don't taste good to me. Said the sex and love addict. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. I just, I, I have always felt like, you know, and I, and when I work a program with someone else, when I sponsor a woman, 
and she's going to go dating. We talk about this kind of stuff. Like, what are you looking for? And be real, you know, because I don't want to meet somebody. I don't know. Elizabeth, let me tell you, my sister had this as well, that she said that she wanted someone taller than her, that that was her big deal because she's, she's 5'9 as well. And she did. She married her husband. He's 6'2", and, you know, they've been married for 50 years. I don't know how long, long time, over 30 years. And, um, you know, she's very happy with him. So I don't, I don't think you should should on yourself around this, your, this preference of yours. And, and here's the kicker. If you are out in the world and you meet someone like this guy that you met when you were younger, then you're going to have that kismet and you're going to have that energy between you. And if it happens naturally, all well and good. But if you have to say and type in your demographics, what is it that I want? And you just, you know, throw it out to the wind and, and see what the internet drags up. Then I say that as an exercise, you can do that to see what's out there. But to say that it's a character defect, I think is going like a little bit too far. I think a character defect is something like, pride like you know overwinning pride like I'm not going to go on over and do that thing because of you know uh, whatever you know my, my character defect of people pleasing to my own discredit I don't do it that much with people in program but you know co-workers and other people out in the world I'm oh yeah 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 I'll do that I'm like thinking I don't want to fucking do that what are you doing so, you know, those are the kind of things that I think that they're talking about character defects. So that's my humble opinion around it. If you want to do some work around seeing what that feels like to, because listen, you're a tall woman and let's say you want to wear some stacked heels and this guy's like five, six, well, come on. The thing is, is that I did, I used to wear heels all the time. I don't anymore. Um, I have a couple of like wedges, but I don't really wear heels anymore. Um, I just don't, I don't need to. I don't, I don't have that type of a wardrobe anymore, but I will say, so one of the things that really made me think about the step six is in this book, the beginning story talks about um, these people swimming and they, this woman swimming and she's swimming to the boat and she's got a rock around her neck. And they're telling her, well, take the freaking rock off your neck. And she's like swimming. She's like going down and drowning. And I don't feel like I'm drowning. I don't. But are my preferences, I'm very rigid in my preferences. I think that's what it is. It's the rigidity. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Control. It's got to be this certain kind of way. And if it's not this certain kind of way, well, I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Right. So I think that that's the piece of it that you can look at. And, uh, but it, but still, you know what it is that you want. And maybe the piece of it is, is that you're not allowing God to bring it in because God's like, oh my God, I got the perfect guy for you, Liz. 
but he doesn't meet that criteria, he's never going to show up in your search feed. So, I mean, this is going to be your experimentation and your work to push past this and try this. And what I hear is that you're not entirely willing to let it go. So what does step six say? Let me get it. I haven't memorized it, listener. Uh, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. I mean, I am ready and, and ask and frequently do and practice it. And I, I do believe like what they said in this book um, in Drop the Rock, that it is about, it's a constant practice. It isn't just a one-time thing, you know, it's, it's sure. continual and sure. expansive because when I first did this step, I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about like short men or kind of got <laughs> on a date, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't right, right. anything to do with this. However, um, you know, as my, as I, as I proceed and, and as I, you know, grow a little bit older and, and go through this dating process, I do like, you know, look at those things and that, you know, because I also am wanting a certain income level, you know, I've worked really hard my life and I have some assets and I have some stuff that will help me retire, you know, and I've worked all by myself and done that and created that. And I want somebody to have matching or better. I think that that's, and, and so is that rigid and controlling because I'm like, well, you know, if you can't bring up financially, we're not going to go on a date because I don't, I'd rather be alone. You know, is it, do I, would I? I'm going to say no. I mean, these are preferences and I think they're sound reasonings. You're not just picking them out of the sky. And, and, and Elizabeth, you're not doing these things. I don't hear you saying, oh, he's got to be, a millionaire so he can drive this car and take me out to these restaurants and do this kind of thing. No, that's not what I hear you saying. What I hear you talking about is equity. That I want someone that's at my level or better just because it's like, you know, that takes away, if that happens, that takes away, um, you know, the phrase that comes to mind is self-supporting through our own contributions. It's like, you're not going to have to worry about him being like a leech on you or taking advantage of you and vice versa you know you're not gonna be doing the same thing to this person you're you know it's this uh equity piece of it so, well and that if we go back to the height and the you know size thing it's the same type of thing because what happens is is that i become reluctant to reveal myself you know i become reluctant to um, you know, to show myself and to feel free, you know, about it, getting naked or taking a shower or any of those things, because I don't want to feel big. And it isn't the other person saying that I am. It's the way that it makes me feel. Right. right. And I have been, you know, I, I, I just, well, I know you're struggling with all of this. I can see it in your face and I know that it's a big deal for you. And what I hear is that, and I don't want to be judgmental or condescending, but I feel like you're struggling with this idea of trying to force a solution. 
like the solution is my guy making seventy-five to hundred thousand dollars a year. He has to be five ten. Blah 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 blah. That's the solution to my dating conundrum. And so it's not. And it's not. And so, like I said, I think this would be a good exercise for you to push past that a little bit. But I mean, when we talk about our character defects, our character defects for me were there for a long time that protected me. You know, in my household, I had to be a go along, get along kind of gal because otherwise if I, right, that I'd get smacked or I would, you know, I've got this uh, ability to make friends and to uh, make people laugh and engage with people. And that was a skill that I used to make it through my dysfunctional family, right? Now, that might be something that I can use as a positive, but those other things, those people-pleaser things, not being able to set boundaries, wanting to control because I'm fearful about things, those are the rocks that I would put around my neck. And so I think that for you to try it a different way and see what the results are, may take away some of that fear because let's say you date someone listen you know elizabeth my financial status is different than it was before i went to new york right and so you know i'm in a different financial bracket but i don't feel any less worthy of a good human and if he says well you have to make at least as much money and i'm like really well you're missing out buddy because i'm like you know i'm the goods so i think that your examination of this and evaluation is a great thing. And I don't want to see distress on your face because I feel like you're thinking, and let me ask you this question. I don't, I don't know what you're thinking. Do you feel like something's wrong with you? No, I felt, I mean, before we, I talked with my sponsor this morning, I felt like I was being really smart, you know, like I've got it all figured out. (laughs) Like it was going to, if, you know, it was going to protect me from falling in love with the wrong kind of guy. So I don't know. I, I, do I still think that? No, I don't. I think that, um, I think I've evolved enough and grown enough and I know myself well enough um, that I really know what I am looking for. But I, uh, a lot of it is, is lifestyle. I'm 61 and I'm approaching retirement and I, you know, my retirement does not include, you know, my idea of it is for me to continue working because we don't have the income to support the lifestyle that I'm right, 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 right. Well, and also it may be this is a part of it that as a sex and love addict, I came into program with a lot of beliefs about how things should be that, you know, weren't right. I'll just be blunt. <laughs> you know, like wrong. I wrong. <laughs> and like, for example, uh, I would be, I, I, I mean, I'm still, I'm, you know, work in progress around this, but, you know, very vulgar. Uh, and with my friends, very kind of like blue, like I would talk about things. Like, don't say stuff like that. 
And so um, I realize now, like, to lead really a sober life is to really monitor how I say things and the way I say things. And sometimes it, you know, pops out with people I love and I'm comfortable with, with like you. So, you know, so when you think about the men that you were addicty with, I mean, for me, all safes and shizes, you know, all races, you know, it was like, so the it- The problem with me was not getting to know them well enough. That's what the problem was. And jumping right into the sex? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Right, right. And, and it wasn't about- Well, but it's like, thus the parameters. Right, know? right, right, right. We didn't vet anybody. Come one, come all. Right, right. And, and you know, I mean, there's other parameters as well. Like, I don't want to fall in love with somebody unless we have a matching sexual appetite and equitable, you know, because I don't want to be with somebody that wants sex way more than I do, or I've been in the other where I want sex and they don't, you know, and so it's, I don't want that. I want it to be, you know, I want that to be equal. And, and age appropriate, right? You want someone yes, that's, you know. I want somebody that is either approaching retirement or already retired. Because I, I yeah, I don't want to like, I'm retired and you're still working and we can't go on that random, you know, spontaneous road trip or buy a ticket, go fly somewhere, you know. I want to be able to do that. I think that that's all okay. All of that is okay. And I think that sometimes I don't trust my own inner knowing because it's been so wrong in the past. And that's why I think sometimes like at the beginning of program and even like two, three years into program, I would, you know, be reaching out. What do I do? What do you think? How should I handle this? I'm not sure. I've got this situation. What do you think? Tell me, tell me, tell me. And I would like get, get, you know, the 10 opinions. Well, here's what you need to do. You need to blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a good idea. And then someone tells me something completely different. I'm like, what? But this person over here, and it created more confusion. Instead of me sitting with my own knowing and having confident now that I can make those decisions. So I, you know, don't think that there's anything wrong with having height requirements or having income requirements or having age requirements or wanting to have a match around um, you know sexual energy I don't have anything wrong I don't see anything wrong with you doing any of that because this is a manifestation process and I know that if I'm very general with the universe I'm gonna get general so I think just holding that vibration, but that's the rub, to hold that vibration, I want this, 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 this is what I want. And then somebody says, what about that? No, I don't want that, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. And staying with that vibration, I think is important well, maybe, too. Maybe that is the work for me though, then, is to, you know, to communicate to the universe and, you know, ultimately my sponsor that, no, I don't want that. I want, I want this. And then and, claiming it, claiming it. That's more the character defect is not being, you know, really firm about it, being able to be swayed and to question my own preferences. 
because I'm afraid, which is character defect, that I won't get what I want. So you'll settle. You'll, I don't want to settle. You'll take I already a, know that. You'll take a fucking crumb. That's what I'm hearing. Because we, we learn in this program not to accept the crumbs. Put down your begging bowl. Well, you know, he's this, he's that, but, you know, he's four inches shorter than me. So I want somebody that does check all the boxes. And one unchecked box is not going to fly. You want the whole freaking cake, Liz. I do. Claim that cake. Claim that cake. So I love this topic. And, you know, the character defects that continue to haunt us, let's just be clear about what they are. And for you, I think the big one is the fear. Yeah, it is. It is. So. As, as we've been able to talk through this, definitely. That is what I see as well. Right. Right. And so, um, and then holding that vibration of this is what I want. And I really wish I'd been able to do this in New York because I've seen other women, other men do it. I had a teacher. He was a older African-American man and he was one of our teachers. And, and, uh, I was leaving school with him one day and I'm like, I'm having a problem with statistics. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, you know, the odds aren't looking good for me my age range, my, you know, character type. He said, oh, you can't look at that at all. If you, if you look at the stats, he goes, you know, you'll never leave your house. You'll be like locked in. You can't do it like that. You have to think about, they're going to cast somebody. Why not me? And he says, I go out for all types of roles. They don't specifically say African-American. But if I say, oh, I'm only going to go out for roles that say African-American, He's like, I would never work. And I'll go in and they'll say, hmm, wow, I love, I love this. He works. Uh-huh. So, you know, holding that vibration about this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want. Because, Liz, you've, you've clearly seen what you don't want. Oh, yes, very much so. And I've been on a lot of dates with what I don't want. And so I will share with you. This date that I had on Monday, I he, he made contact with me through the app and um, started sending me very long, um, flowery messages, which to me was indication of a scammer. Um, that's usually what they do. Most men are not like, they don't send these long messages. And I, there was like three or four of them before I replied like one line. And you could look at it and you could see it. It's like him, him, and then one me, and then him, you know. So then he asked me, did I want to meet um, on Monday? And I said, okay. And I was like, oh, my God. I went back and looked at it, and I was like, this, I do not want to go, but I'm going to go. But I was like, I want to bail. I want to cancel. I want to cancel. I want to. Then I get there. He says, I'm here. I'm like texting them. I don't see you. I'm, there's one guy sitting alone and he's not the age you say you are. And um, I even walked up to him. And I said, you're not meeting anybody here, are you? And he said, no. <laughs> so uh, 
I text him, you're not here. He goes, I'm at the wrong one. He says, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Okay. I still want to bail. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, but I sit, I order some coffee and I sit and wait. And I'm got my head at the door and he comes up behind me. And I'm pleasantly surprised. And he sits down and we have a really nice conversation. I'm physically attracted to him. He is tall. Um, there's, you know, a lot of questions, still a lot of things that I don't know. But um, I was very pleasantly surprised. And I was, you know, kind of smitten. And I haven't had that in a long time, a very long time. So we're supposed to see each other again on Sunday. We'll see what happens. Well, and that's the goal. Hey. Huh? <laughs> what did you say? I was going to say that's the goal of the first meeting. Do you want to have another meeting? Well, exactly. The, the objective of the first date is to determine, do I want a second date? And usually I decide before they even sit down, you know, or before I sit down, you know, one way or another. I, I can tell by looking. But I did. I liked him. I love it. That's all we need to know. And I think that we, as program people, and especially like addicts getting all up in our head about stuff, for me, is like a character defect. Overthinking. Instead of trusting, getting quiet, checking in with my inner wisdom, and to know that I've got what it takes. You've got what it takes, Liz, to discern. Yes, I do. You I sure do. do. You sure do. So, li so, listener, if you're struggling with character defects, uh, welcome to the club. <laughs> Keep working on it. Keep working on it. And uh, who is that book by? I want you to promote that book again because I really like it. But there are, there's no, um, it's Bill P., Todd W., and Sarah S., and it's called Drop the Rock, Removing Character Defects. Right. So, sometimes we need to. I can send you a picture and you can use that for the um our podcast okay good yeah so uh the, sometimes we need to employ special workers which is uh you know reading outside literature from the basic text to help us with these uh, conundrums and we just have to keep at it because like you were saying studying it's just you know it's studying what what do other people say about this it's really just gathering information which is what a sponsor does you know it's like hear me talk out loud, you know, and then you just kind of offer information back, you know? Right, right, right. So thank you so much, listeners. And if you ever want to stop and get some coffee, Liz has some great places to recommend in Houston. Please go to Pure Coffee. Um, they are off of I-10 at uh, Antoine, or you can go into Missouri City if you're in the Sugarland or Fort Bend County area. Um, go to Birdhouse Coffee on Highway 6. And if you mention Silver Sisters Coffee, they'll give you a little discount with your coffee. And they do have cream there if you want cream. <laughs> or if you want it black, you can have that too. Well, I can have black. They have this wonderful thing. It's called blueberry matcha. That's what my daughter and my um, granddaughters love. So there you are. Until next time, listeners. Keep coming back. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sober Sisters Talk podcast. To find our podcast, we're at www.sobersisterstalk.com 
We're also on Apple iTunes and on Facebook. See you next week.